This podcast is brought to you by the BU Podcasting Company, the home of Akron's first podcasting network. Welcome to the knowledge. That's what you really want. That's what you really need. The knowledge is where we talk about how to expand your mind and find out why we are still so blind. Hosted by yours truly, Kwa Hill. The one for the all and the all for the one brother. Today's message is about how to free your African mind. I would like to start with a quote by Steve Biko. The most powerful weapon that the oppressor has is the mind of the oppressed. I'm going to say that again. The most powerful weapon that the oppressor has is the mind of the oppressed. Now, what does that mean to me? That means often we think that the enemy fights with weapons. We think that he fights with uh, tools to hurt us physically. But his most important weapon is our own mind. So if we free our own mind, then we'll be closer to total freedom. Just because he removed the chains from our hands does not mean the chains of our minds are free. And the only person who can free your mind is you. So that's what that quote means to me. So today's lesson today is again about freeing your African mind. I like to start with what's called an old Bible saying that talks about repent. See, repent means to change your mind. But in order to change your mind, you must know where your mind's supposed to be. The, road re- the word repent means to re means to go back. Pent means to be up high. It's like at the penthouse, there's a lower place and there's a higher place. So the pent means up high. So you, when you repent, that means you go back to your high self. So reclaiming your African mind is actually all about becoming royalty. The key to us becoming all we can be is reestablishing our royalness, our royal mentality. This is saying that goes, we have... Our body is in America. Our mind is in Europe. But our spirit is in Africa. That means we are separated from ourselves. Just because our body is in America and our mind is in Europe, but the trueness of who we are is Africans. So we don't have to be in Africa to be Africans. So... To reclaim our minds is to have that spirit. You will learn that I'm a very spiritual person, not so much religious, but very spiritual. And the good book teaches us that God is a spirit and you must worship him in spirit and in truth. And what is that spirit? The spirit is the essence of who you are. You can't deny that you are an African. You can, you can deny many things, but you can't deny that you are an African and you are of royal blood. 
You are a king and a queen. You are somebody. You are of nobility. I remember having this conversation with someone one day. And I was uh, ex- uh, showing him how all through the scriptures that the, the message of, of Jesus was a message of a king and, and a kingdom and some keys. He was like, what about the religion? I know. I'm going by what the words say. The words say that we're children of the king. We're kings of kings. Now, either we can embrace that or we can reject that. He said, I'm no king. I said, okay, if you're no king, what does that make you? Doesn't that make you a peasant? Now, would you rather be a peasant or a king? Now, we know in this society that we're in, we're treated like peasants, and we're not treated like kings. So today's lesson, I'd like to go over the aspects of becoming a king. So the show is t- titled, The Knowledge. So we begin with lesson number one. I have ten lessons today. Lesson number one is the knowledge. What is knowledge? See, knowledge is not just facts. Or information. The, the heart of knowledge is consciousness. It is awareness. So when you gain knowledge of yourself, you understand who you really be. Not what do. Slaves do first. Masters be first. So we fir- must first gain the knowledge of who we are. Number two, in that knowledge, We must gain on how to be akin. All these words is going to start with K. I know as black people, sometimes we don't like those K words. It reminds us of the Ku Klux Klan, but that's okay. (laughs) We're going to free our mind and move past that. So the second word today is kin. See, kin is a family. First, you must gain the knowledge to be kin to God. You can't be a child of God and be ignorant. The word ignorant means to ignore. Not just because you don't know, you ignore who is your father. And God is your father. So the true knowledge is knowing first that you are kin to God. You are somebody to the creator. The third word is keep. The word keep means having to retain possession of. So we must keep ourselves in the family. And once you're in the family, you will have the knowledge of who you are. So as we keep ourselves in the family, this is what creates the royal tea. Of who you are. Again, not so much of having uh, nice things, but having a superior mindset. Because it's all about how you think of yourself. Not about how others think of you, but how you think of yourself. Word number four, kind. You must be kind to yourself. 
You must be of the relationship of who your creator is. Is your creator helpful or or hurtful? And you must understand that that's one of the characteristics of what kind, what kind of group do you belong to? Are you a kind that keeps as a kin in the knowledge of who you are? Lesson number five, key. See, in the Greek, often I will go back to the original meaning of words. In the Greek, the word mind means sight, key. Sight, key. So the key is the sight you see about yourself. The key is what turns things. So when you put yourself in the right mindset, you can turn on the light. But as you turn on the light, you got to know what kind you are. So you can keep being in kin to the knowledge of who you are. The sixth word, kid. The word kid means young, a child. You are a child of the creator. Also, the word kid means young goat. Now, I like to think that goat is an acronym for greatest of all time. You are a goat. You are the greatest of all time, like Muhammad Ali said. But you have to know that you are. And as greatest of all time is the time that you have to be all you can be. You are the kid. You are a child of the creator. And being that you are a child of the creator, you got to know the key. You got to turn your greatness to the kind of person you need to be to keep with the family so you can be kin to the knowledge of who you are. Seventh is night. Night as not N-I-G-H-T, but night as K-N-I-G-H-T. You got to fight for what is right. If you're unwilling to fight, for what is right, then you can't be part of this royal family. It's easy to stand by and do nothing as you keep on being oppressed. I've heard so many stories about why things ain't right. And then when someone asks, what are you willing to do about it? People stand by and do nothing. Because they not inherit the royal blood of knighthood. Because uh, when you are in the royal family, you got to fight for what you believe in. Fight for what is right. If you're not willing to lay your life on the line, then you cannot be in the royal family. So as a knight, you got to realize that your life is all about fighting for the next generation to be more free than you, to know more about who they are. But you can't be a knight unless you're a child in the family, 
and you can't be a child unless you have the key and turning that key to being who you are. And that key is to be kind and keeping with the family that you can to so you can have what? The knowledge. Because that's what you really want. Number eight in our lesson, king. King means ruler. You are a ruler. You rule with the whole backbone and support of you being a knight. How can you rule something that you are unwilling to protect and support? So you can't just be a king. A king is a process. A queen is a process. I like to say you have to go through training to become a king. This is why I think a lot of people want to stay peasants. Because it's easier to be a peasant than to be a prince. See, that prince is one who's going to inherit the throne. But the key to being a prince or a princess, because I don't want to leave you ladies out, is the word principle. You got to be of noble character, noble blood. You must have the morality to stay on course with the characteristics of who you really are. That's the key. One of the keys is the principles. Which means first thing. First things first. What makes you royalty. Is putting. Learning how to become. A king. By knowing. That you've been born. A prince. Or a princess. On your way. To become a king. That's the key. Word number nine. Kingdom. Now. Kingdom means the territory that a king owns. It is impossible to be king over nothing. So if you're a peasant, that means you have nothing that you rule. All the thoughts in your mind are thoughts that someone else gave you. A king has his own land. And that land is just a metaphor for your mind. Again, I'm not talking physical land. I'm talking about the most important land that you have is the land of your mind. Can you rule your own thoughts? Or does your thoughts rule you? Can you command your thoughts? Or does your thoughts command you? If you're questioning that, then the one of the answers are you're not quite a king or a queen yet. Because now your land is ruling you. And right now you're not a king or even a prince or a princess. You're a slave. I know that sounds harsh. But that's what the oppressor has over us. You oppress because we still have a slave mentality. We don't have a royal mentality. This is what the whole knowledge is going to be all about. Bringing you the need to have 
a noble mentality. If you don't have a noble mentality, you would be a nobody. You choose noble or nobody. Also, in the kingdom, which is a territory, you got to own your territory. Meaning you got to own your mind. If you don't know the thoughts you're thinking, because your thinking comes from your thoughts. And the thoughts come from your mind. If you don't know your mind, then you don't know the thoughts you're thinking. And you're actually thinking someone else's thoughts. And if you're thinking someone else's thoughts, then you're thinking someone else is thinking for you. You're not thinking for yourself. I often ask people, do you love yourself? The first thing they say, yes, I love myself. If you love yourself, do you know yourself? What do you mean do I know myself? Hold up. You cannot love yourself and question if you know yourself. Because the more you know you, the more you will love yourself. When I say know yourself also, I'm saying there is a distinction between knowing yourself and having knowledge of yourself. So it all begins with knowledge. See, once you have the kingdom, which is rulership over your mind, then you will have the last word, which is you must know yourself. Because when you know yourself, then you can plant the good thoughts of who you be. Then you can do whatever you need to do so you can have what you need to have. But we live in society that teaches us to be slaves, that we do first. We actually operate from do, have, be, meaning that if we put action first, do first, then we'll have the things, the material things, so then we'll be happy. We're actually, when you have royal blood, when you have royal knowledge, you know you must be first. You must be happy. Because when you be happy, then your doing comes from your spirit of being happy. And then you can have anything you want because the first thing you need to have is happiness in who you be. But if you don't know who you be, if you are a slave or using the religious words, a sinner, then you missed out. You miss out on who you be. And if you miss out on who you be, then all you can be is a slave. See, one thing about slaves. Slaves are bred to do first. That's why they're slaves. I'm going to say something very controversial. And the controversy is, is a lot of people don't like talkers. They like doers. I spend a lot of time actually analyzing that saying. Because my background is in psychology and philosophy. I'm like, hmm, doers. Okay, I got that. Action. No, action is important. But who action are you doing? And as a slave, I know you're taught to do labor first without thinking who are you laboring for. 
Think about that. So when you so bent on doing first, never thinking, why are you doing this? For whose benefit are you doing this first? You got to first think about who you be. And when you think about who you be, then you'll recognize that my doing must be for my benefit of me and my family and the group that I belong to. That's the rightful order of a kingly person. You got to know who you are first before you put some action to it. And I know then that action actually becomes automatic. You don't have to act. Action comes with the spirit of knowing who you be. And then you will have. So that's the quick lesson today. I'll go over that quick lesson. First, of course, the show is called The Knowledge. You got to have the knowledge. The knowledge is awareness of who you are. I love that word awareness. The word awareness is literally what it means. You wear what you are and that you're wearing thoughts. Now, the thoughts you have, are they your clothes or their borrowed clothes? We all know slaves have borrowed clothes. Number two was kin. You got to be in the family. You got to be in the family. You got to know. You got to have knowledge to know that you're in the family. Number three, keep. Keep yourself in the family. Four, kind. Five, the key. Six, you're a child of God. Seven, you're a knight. Eight, you're a king. Nine, you're from the kingdom. And ten, you got to know. That leads us to our next segment, which is the Kanuni tribe. I talk about the Kanuni tribe. That's a group of organizations I'm going to shout out to uh, my wife. She's part of the Kanuni tribe, Abina. Hill. I want to get a shout out to my brother Kwa D. A shout out to my brother Kwa Bina Ridley and my sister Ama Rashida. We make up what's called the Kanuni tribe. The Kanuni tribe is a group of individuals who understand the importance of bringing cultural awareness to our people. So we have to be aware of the environment that we're in. The word kununi is kiswahili. It means principles. So we're a group of people who understand that the principal thing in life is to do the right thing. But you can't do the right thing if you don't have a kingdom mentality. So we're here to give off kingdom principles. To bring our people back to their rightful place. As kings and queens of this earth. Next. Is about you university. Learning to discover the real you. If you don't know who you are. It's because you've been blind. 
purpose. The word you means one who is addressed by the speaker. Do you know who's speaking to you? Do you know whose voice is inside of you? That's you. But is it the false you or the real you? Only you will know. But you got to study to show yourself approved to know who you really are. So U University is a school I developed to help people find out who's the voice that's talking to them. If you don't know who's talking to you, then you won't know who's, who you're listening to. And if you don't know who you're listening to, then you don't know who you be. And that leads us to our last segment in the knowledge. All right, it's time for story time. I do a story at the last end of the show, the knowledge, because our people in ancient Africa communicated by stories. The whole community, which means common unity, was unified from a story. This is a story that the creator gave me. I'd like to share with you guys. The story is called the Umbutu story. One day, an anthropologist named Mr. Peon was visiting an African village called Collectiveville. And he saw the local children in the village playing, smiling, and have a good time with one another. That made him feel very uncomfortable because from where he was from, Euro, the people did not play together. They were always in competition with each other. So he decided to play a game with the children. He put a basket of fruit near a tree and told the kids that the first one to reach the fruit will win them all. When he told them to race down, they all took each other's hand and walked down together and sat together to enjoy the fruit. Mr. Peon was puzzled. Why would, all, why would they all work together when one could have it all? So Mr. Peon asked the children, why do you work together? The children all said together, Umbutu, Umbutu, which means I am because we are. We are because I am. How can one of us be happy if the rest are sad? This made Mr. Peon very mad. How can they work together? And be so happy where there's no one, no one winner to judge them. Because from his homeland called Euro, people don't work together or share. Every person is for themselves and are individuals making sure that they get theirs and not to share and work together. So Mr. Peon thought, how can he be, become more comfortable over here? Oh, he said, I know what I would do. I would make this collective people more like me. 
individuals and competitive. So they won't work together. So Mr. Peon stole some fruit from a family to give to another family in collective land. The family that got the fruit that Mr. Peon stole, they started going from house to house to see if anyone wanted to share. The family that Mr. Peon stole the fruit from got the fruit back and said, Umbutu, Umbutu, I am because we are. We are because I am. How can one of us be happy if the rest are sad? Now, this made Mr. Peon very angry. I know what I can do. I will steal all the food and destroy it and bring in my own food and force them to eat without sharing. So Mr. Peon did that. And the people in the village were so hungry. But when he tried to give them his food and tell them they, that they cannot share, they said, Umbutu, Umbutu, I am because we are. We are because I am. How can one of us be happy when the rest are sad? This made Mr. Peon more determined to change their culture, their way of life, like his. So Mr. Peon decided to befriend one of the younger ones who were not taught the ways of Collectiveville. So every day, he would take one kid away from the village and teach him his way of life from the land of Euro. So after about a month of teaching the young kid a new way, Mr. Peon was ready to play his game one more time to see if he could get the children to be different. So he set out a basket of fruit and challenged them to go and get the basket. So the one he was working with raced down and took the basket for himself. And the other children were upset at the boy. So Mr. Peon had another basket and told them to race for it again. This time they all raced down to the basket, hitting, kicking, screaming, and fighting each other. This made Mr. Peon very happy. And he said, European, European, which means selfish, for I am greedy. Greedy, for I am selfish. That is how the collective people became individualistic. Mr. Peon traveled all over Africa saying, European, European. So we were, we were not, no longer able to work or share things together. And racism was born. The end. This is the knowledge from yours truly, Kwahil, the one for the all and the all for the one brother. This podcast is brought to you by the BU Podcasting Company, the home of Akron's first podcasting network. 